0: pregnancy, and parenting with chronic illness. No topic will be off-limits here. I'll also talk to other patients and share their stories and advice. Think of this as your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. I'm so excited to have Natalie here today. Welcome to the Arthritis Life Podcast. Hello. (laughs) Can you just start off by telling the audience a little bit of the basics
1: about yourself, like where you're from and where you live? Hey, so my name is Natalie. I'm born and raised in Amsterdam, but I actually now live on the Canary Islands. I moved here almost seven years ago. In a few weeks, it's going to be seven years, mainly for my health, to, to be honest, because I'm allergic to the cold and I have uh, fibromyalgia. So I just feel way better in a warmer but stable climate like it doesn't get extremely hot here either. So that's that's,
0: short. That sounds great. I kind of want to (laughs) join (laughs) you. Um, and yeah, I know we could take a whole episode talking about like, um, our diagnosis journeys and how easy or difficult they were, but yeah, can you explain a little bit about, you know, your different health conditions? Cause most people who come on the arthritis life podcast have a form of arthritis, but many of them also have fibromyalgia or other concurrent, um, conditions that can cause chronic pain. So can you tell whatever you're comfortable sharing with the audience?
1: Yeah, I'll try and keep it short. Uh, yeah. I have made lots of videos about this because there's so much to tell. In the in the short, so my cold urticaria, I did not know what it was. Um, I didn't figure out until after I actually moved here that that's what was triggering a lot of things. My fibromyalgia was also not initially, none of my conditions were initially diagnosed by um, doctors, like zero of them. The fibromyalgia one, my friend told me that her friend was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I never heard of it before. She sent me this website with a list of symptoms. She's like, it kind of sounds like what you always say. So I looked into it, and I was already going to physical therapy regularly. And he was like, well, it can definitely be this. I'm not allowed to diagnose you, but let's treat you as if it is fibromyalgia while you go and get your diagnosis. Well, it took another like 10 years to officially get diagnosed, but I was already being treated as if it was fibromyalgia. So that really helped. As I said, my cold urticaria actually was an interesting one because I started my community, the Unchargeables, years ago. And in the way in the beginning it was only about fibromyalgia because I thought that was the only thing that I lived with mm. but then I started talking to people and people had all these different health issues and I'm like you know what I'm gonna dive into other health conditions for the sake of the community right. the more that I was reading the more I'm like wow well, this kind of sounds as what I have right
0: um, wow! No, I've, I I had that too, like Raynaud's syndrome. I thought everyone's fingers just totally went, you know, lost white. circulation and got white. And then I found out, oh, that's a syndrome, like you know. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. So you started your community to be just about fibromyalgia and then expanded it and realized <clears throat> that you had. It's very uncommon to have only one diagnosis when you get into the kind of <laughs> chronic pain world. So, and I know that you also have migraine as well right yes i'm sorry that's something that i've been learning a lot more about lately that because i didn't know it, it actually is more common in the rheumatic disease community as well to have migraine which is a neurological disease you know but i was going to ask um can you explain to people who might not have heard of uh, fibromyalgia before or know oh fibromyalgia something to do with pain can you explain a little bit does
1: fibromyalgia feel like? What are some of the symptoms of it for, for you? I have got a lot of conditions all at the same time. So I'm never really sure which symptom goes with what. But as far as my fibromyalgia, which is almost in remission now that I've moved here, but before it was really stabbing pain, burning pain when i was younger they told me i had growing pains they never went away like <laughs> still experiencing those from time to time like muscle aches that just don't go away and especially when you wake up in the morning just being super stiff everything hurts and you really need to like warm up your body before you can move properly and the pain goes down a little bit. So those are my main fibro were, I don't have that anymore. Were my main fibro symptoms.
0: Oh, that that's no, that that's really helpful. And what about fatigue? I'm curious. Did you have, has your fatigue gotten better?
1: Well, no, my fatigue wasn't really bad. Actually, my pain was really bad and that I was okay. stiff and my joints would kind of block. I'm also hypermobile. So that doesn't help. M- my fatigue is really bad because I also have uh, Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. And I, my body doesn't produce enough thyroid hormones. So right. I take them in, you know, pills. And um, most of my fatigue really comes from, from that.
0: Okay. And I I really resonate with what you said about never knowing exactly what symptoms from what I have the same, the same thing, especially if, if you've also had like an, an injury on top of a chronic pain condition, like I hurt, I injured my thumb years ago. So there's a little bit of a different kind of pain from that on top of the (laughs) rheumatoid arthritis pain. And it's, it's very hard to know like what's causing what, and I, I wanted to, I was trying to have a clever segue when I mentioned fatigue into, um, your unchargeables account. I love the name unchargeables. And yeah. I know that charge, when we say charge, we're t- kind of referring to a battery metaphor. Can you explain a little bit, why did you choose the name unchargeables for your account and how that led to the chargeables today? <laughs>
1: Okay. So about seven years ago, a few months after I moved to the Canary Islands, I was trying to sell t-shirts online to make some money and it wasn't working. Like I was trying to sign, Mm. send, um, sorry, to sell mom shirts, dog shirts, you know, nursing. I don't even have anything to do with nursing. Mm. One of my friends, he's very good at selling t-shirts. And I'm like, can you give me some advice, please? And he's like, You have to sell something you're really good at. What are you really good at? And I respond, being sick? I don't know. And he's like, okay, so make t-shirts about being sick. I thought he was insane. I thought he was joking and he was dead serious. He's like, no, make t-shirts about being sick. I'm like, who's going to wear a t-shirt saying I'm sick? No. (laughs) Right, right. Like like my coping mechanism is kind of like humor and sarcasm So I tried to find my way and that is how I started my page. So I started on Facebook with the unchargeables page. It is, I think maybe the word kind of came because I sort of translated it from Dutch because if you cannot be charged, you are unchargeable. And we as a group, then we are the unchargeables. So when, yeah, I think that's how, how it made sense to me.
0: Well, I love it. And I think what you mentioned earlier is so fascinating, this whole idea of like identity, right. And identifying as like a disabled person or person with a disability or a person like with arthritis, in my case, sometimes at first people go through a stage of denial, which is totally normal, you know, and And we can go through phases up and down of denial and grief and acceptance for sure. Um, But, you know, there's this empowerment that can come from like quote unquote, taking back control of the narrative saying like, yeah, like I'm unchargeable, you know, this is who, and I'm part of a community. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one, you know? And so I love that at first you were like, this is, this is wacky. Like no one's going to buy a t-shirt. And then, but people obviously did, because you've been selling t-shirts about, you know, chronic illness and that, that have, that aren't just like I'm sad because I have fibromyalgia. Of course, it's all obviously we all do get sad and we want to validate those feelings. But there is something about humor. Again, I'm, I'm rambling here, but the humor can help you elevate over your situation. That's what I find, at least. Do you, and I know you have some really funny videos on your TikTok and your social media, too. <laughs> Do you find humor like therapeutic for you?
1: Yes. I always say it's better to laugh than to cry. There's a time and a place for crying as well, but you cannot get stuck in the crying and being sad. Like that would be my whole life then. So yeah, I, I'm like, let's just laugh about it. Like me and and my closest friends, if something went terribly wrong, we would find something funny in it and just laugh right. our asses off and it makes you feel better, even though it still went completely wrong and maybe something terrible happened. But, you know, you can kind of laugh yourself out of that feeling.
0: No, I um, I I love this quote from Viktor Frankl. He's actually a Viennese psychotherapist who was in an internment camp and during the Holocaust. So he wrote a book called man's search for meaning. And he said, and I don't know why I've always remembered this, but I looked it up just to make sure I don't butcher it is humor is another of the soul's weapons in the fight for self-preservation. I think even somebody who's been, yeah, somebody who's been through the Holocaust is saying like, you know, don't, don't knock humor as like a coping mechanism. So I didn't, we weren't even planning on like talking about humor, but it just,
1: I think it's. um... Well, there's two things I wanted to say. First of all, um, the TikTok, I only started like last spring because I kept getting banned from the other social media. So I'm like, okay, I'll move to freaking TikTok. I've been banned from Mm. Facebook, from Instagram, from Twitter. I'm back on all of them uh, Mm. with new accounts. And anyway, so that's why I went to TikTok and I was always thinking, how can I make videos about what I do? Because we make these inspirational meme types of of text um, that people can relate to. For example, like my fatigue feels like, and then we ask the community what it feels like to them. And then we make these meme images out of their responses. And then I was like, okay, let me just try sort of talking to myself in my authentic humor, sarcasm way. It's mm-hmm. like how I talk to my mom and my sister. And the first video I posted got like 25,000 views in a day. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I did not think this out. Like, my hair and my face and my clothes were like in my pajamas. I had a terrible background. I didn't think anybody would see it because I didn't have any followers. I think I had like five. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So that's amazing.
0: The response that the audience tells you what they want more of, right? Yeah. So
1: I was kind of like, okay, I have to like strip it down literally to when I'm in a conversation with my friends or with my mom, then I'll say something that I'm like, I need to write this down. This can be a video. Or when I think something, when I'm in bed and I really want to clean my room or whatever, and I have this internal struggle, I'm like, oh, I need to write this down. Then I'll make a video about that because I'm sure other people feel that too. So I just, try to strip it down as much as possible. And people are reacting to it.
0: Yeah. And it's really amazing what you can do in 15 seconds or 30 seconds or now, you know, 60 seconds and up to three minutes on TikTok. But like, it's funny because when I started in 2019, making videos about, you know, chronic illness and life hacks, and I would do these like 8 to 10 minute videos on on one life hack topic like i did an 8 minute video on different travel coffee mugs for arthritis you know how friendly arthritis friendly are they to take on the top and how arthritis friendly are they to clean and and now i'm doing the same concept but trying to s- to fit it all into 15 or 30 seconds. And it's really hard. It's actually easier to just sit there and like ramble for 10 minutes versus like making
1: a really condensed video. But people love it. (laughs) I have to say that I use TikTok to like practice my elevator pitch for the charge (laughs) malls. That's
0: great. Yeah. Okay. And so before we go into the charge malls, actually let's talk about, so what what do you like about the term, or can you explain the term chargey? to the to the audience I'm like how what does the battery
1: charger metaphor for, mean for you as somebody who living with this okay so the term chargey was made up by the community they started referring to each other as chargies because we are all mm-hmm. in the unchargeables and one of the most common used terms is spoonie so in our community people would call each other chargey and mm-hmm. that so that kind of just organically happened but I ran with it because why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the battery analogy. This is actually something that really happened. So I was sleeping the entire night, and in the morning, um, I woke up and I had my phone, but the the cable of my charger was broken. So sometimes it would charge all the way all night. And sometimes mm-hmm. it would ch- just charge like halfway because the cable was kind of, yeah, just not connecting correctly. So I woke right. up in the morning, my phone was only charged at 40%. I turned to my partner and I'm kind of like, this charger is like me. You never know what you're going to get in the morning. And I wrote a blog about it and, and that's it. Oh, <laughs>
0: okay. I, I, I love it. I, I think it's so, it it's really a resonant metaphor for me, because it does have to directly to do with energy, right? And um, also, like, if you don't have a faulty charger, people, people would say things like, you know, able bodied people are like, Oh, well, you just need to charge or you just need to do this, or you just need to do that. And it's like not realizing that like exercise, you'll get energy, Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough for rheumatoid arthritis, the evidence does
1: show that, but not for every condition, sadly. Well, it depends because a lot of people, when I say exercise, they think pumping weights at the gym or running a marathon, like Mm -hmm. exercise. I have taught like these gentle exercise classes for my community where when I was rehabilitating from my umpteenth, like- whatever injury i didn't have any strength in my arm so the only thing that my physical therapist had me do is hold my arms up for 15 seconds that was it that is exercise if that's where you're at that is your exercise and you'll get better and you can do more oh so true i mean it's so funny you said that because i actually will have
0: people do that like put your arms out and just try to hold them if you can for like a minute and see the effect of gravity, I mean, and your body has mass. So even regardless of how your, what your weight, your body weight is, when you have to hold your body up, it, it takes energy and takes, mm-hmm. and if you have more muscle, you will move more efficiently. So, but it's a vicious cycle either way, right? If you're weak and then it becomes harder to move. And so anyway, but yeah, the, the, un, the, the term is, also great because one of the kind of invisible a- aspects of living with a condition that causes pain and fatigue is that, is, you, is that lack of energy. And it's hard. Like, I think people can, even though pain is invisible, people can kind of picture what pain feels like, you know, what, even if it's a wrong picture, but kind of, they like can have a, a concept of it, but the fatigue, like the level of fatigue that some of us go through with these conditions is, is harder for people to kind of get like, why don't you just like push through it? You know, so you can say, well, it's like my battery is not charged. Like it can't, you know, so I love that. I love that. And then how did you, okay. So then how did that, so you have the unchargeable community across all these different social media platforms and Patreon and other places. And then you have, you created the chargeables. Can you share a little bit about what the chargeables are? And you can show pictures for those of you watching the video version or show a, a
1: examples. Um, we, I've started making them into plushies. So the Chargimals are little monsters that each present a physical or a mental health condition. This is actually the first one we made. This is uh, Foggy. She is a little pink brain with clouds around her and she represents brain fog. This came about in our uh, Facebook group way back when, when Pokemon Go was a thing, when it just came out. There was the disabled community was like, we cannot walk. We cannot physically go out and catch these Pokemon. So there were these cheats for disabled people that you had to prove to the company you were disabled. And then the Pokemon would come into your house and they would come to you. And somebody, there was a whole thread in our group. And somebody commented, somebody should make chronic illness monsters. I'm like, somebody, that is me. Like, I will do this. This is probably four to five years ago that that comment was made. It took some time to get them where they are. So I had, I think, two, the brain fog one and the fibromyalgia one, because, right, that was what only what I thought I had. And they were just images. And I had them for a few years. I think we had six different ones at some point. And I was like, the people who understand what they're about buy the T-shirts with the images on them. Other people don't. So I really need to kind of give them their own personality and and make them alive a little bit more. But the more people saw these monsters, the more they wanted one for their condition. So we got more and more, but there were still no real personalities behind them. Then I asked in my community, is somebody good at writing? Can somebody kind of like help me get started? Um, and that's how I got to know my now co-writer. We have actually written and published a book together, The all About Anxiety and Mobility Aids. And she was okay. like, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of creative and good at writing. Let's just try it out. So we were just, just between the two of us kind of writing and sending, emailing things back and forth. And after a year, I was like, okay, I, can- I think we can release this and we'll just grow and learn as we go. Um, that is incredible. What's the name of the book again? It's called Donnie and the Three Strange Normbert. Donny Donnie is the MS Chargimol. He walks with a cane because oh, he okay. has wibbly wobbly legs. But one morning he gets out of bed and he wants to use his cane and his cane breaks. So he goes to the center of Chargyville, which is their world, and he sees these three strange norm birds. Norm birds are the normal, healthy people that don't live with health conditions. Ah, okay. They have these weird yellow walking bikes, and that's when they learn about all these different mobility aids.
0: I love that. It's so creative. It's so great. <laughs> and that you're just like, like, I'm seeing a little common thread through here, which is that you're you're weaving into your business like the personal experiences you've had, and just what the community is telling you. You know, yes. and it's it's really I think that's a really great way, great way to do it. And um, what have been some of the responses to to the plushies and to the charge moles like metaphors? And not, they're not really metaphors. I mean, they're I guess er, characters. That's what I meant to say. <laughs>
1: Well, all, all the responses have been amazing. Like the negative responses I've gotten are like, "You don't have my monster. I want it now." Yeah, <laughs> like wow. it's not just an image. They have a character. They have a way of speaking. Everybody has their own accent. They have their own friends. We have forty-four chargeables now, and the whole wow. world is growing. We have. Chargyville is the world where they live. We have the main square, which is Battery Square, and they have charging benches. So you can sit on them and you will recharge your energy. But it doesn't work it. for diabetes, though. You cannot recharge your insulin. <laughs> this is coming oh, yeah. in the book, <laughs> which we're writing now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I can see like a video game being made out of this or kind of like Animal Crossing or something. I don't know Well,
1: what I've been actually working on an app a few years ago. But but like creating an app is a whole different world. And I'm already running quite a big community. Um, so that was too much. So I stopped that. But mm. what did I want to say? This is brain fog. It just kind oh, of no. We're, we're, we're oh, demonstrating gone. in
0: real time. No, that's me. Like every episode, I'll just be like,
1: what was I going to say? What oh, were we talking but- about a video game. I know what I wanted to say. <laughs> uh, in my mind, I see it like a Netflix show, like a children's car- cartoon. Like I know what it looks like. Mm, yeah. So that- I love it.
0: No. And I think like finding ways to make disability representation and disability education entertaining and accessible is just so important. And I think a lot of times people are worried about like offending someone or like, Oh, if I, I would imagine someone saying something like, you know, Oh, if I make like, a plushie out of it, are people going to think that it's like minimizing the seriousness or whatever, but it's like our basic human, the way I see it, <laughs> no one asked, but this is my podcast. So I just say whatever I'm thinking <laughs> now, is that like people want, people love stories, you know, humans, humans have told stories. That's like how we, people theorize that like one of the reasons we've developed language was to like share our stories, you know, and people connect to things that are cute and fun. And not just again, like it is, I mean, I want to honor the seriousness of our conditions and how difficult life can be, but also I love that you bring this kind of entertainment element to it. So it's not just like, let me talk about how terrible every second of my life is, you know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Was there a point in there somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, it's like in the middle of the book, the main character is so exhausted, he cannot go on and he goes home and he's not mentioned for the whole second half of the story. He missed it because he's not feeling well. Oh, that's
0: so pretty. Yeah, and then it's like, show, don't <clears throat> show, don't tell is one of the things like my, I got gotten grilled in me from like my ninth grade English teacher onward, you know, instead of telling like my condition can cause fatigue showing in, in a story, showing the person what's the effect of fatigue, they miss out. That's like really powerful more so than just being didactic about it. So I, I love it. So that you mentioned, you have a, a chargeable about the chargeable character, a little monster for MS, for diabetes and brain fog. What are some of the other ones you have? I've got
1: a whole bunch and I don't know (laughs) if I'm going to remember them all. I have uh, a little unicorn for being misdiagnosed. I'm going to make her the next plushie next year, by the way. Mm. We've got chronic pain, gastroparesis, Chiari malformation. We've got lupus. So who drew these? Did you draw these? They're so no. cute. Okay. I have an illustrator. I have an illustrator. He draws these, most of these. Some of them are old. So they're from an old designer. This is okay. uh, poly for PCOS.
0: Oh, right.
1: Polycystic
0: ovarian syndrome yes. for those of
1: you who don't know.
0: So you've really expanded. Like, yeah, it's 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 such a fascinating evolution that you started with fibromyalgia. And then now it's been expanded to so many different, you know, chronic conditions. And I, I loved on, the, on your website, I'm going to quote, you to you <laughs> on your okay. website. You said, quote, my main goal is to make the invisible visible by creating these products that show on the outside, how you feel inside and to support others going through the same thing and let them know that they're not alone. That's so beautiful. <laughs> like, so yeah, has- that's how I feel. Yeah. And so you've said that most of the responses have been, all- the responses have all been positive. Is there any uh, anything more you want to share about the response to the Charging Walls or any of your work, I guess? It's kind of like shout um, uh, brag about yourself. No, <laughs> brag about the impact of what you've done on the community.
1: To me, it's kind of hard to know the impact. You know, you can have a lot of people telling you, oh, this is so amazing. And you're like, I don't know, I'm just doing whatever I'm thinking. And however... I feel and what I want other people to understand. So they're mm-hmm. like, "You do so much for other people." I'm like, "No, actually, it's the other way around. I do everything that I need, but I share mm-hmm. it so others can use it too." So actually, it's very self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mutually yeah. beneficial. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, I, I feel I feel that way um, in in the sense that like I I feel the way that I learn a lot from from the community you know, I'm teach I might be teaching about something specific but then I get a comment like hey well, have you ever thought about this or I do it yes. this way and then you like learn always too always stay
1: open always listen to others you know that is just that is just important to stay open and and never think you know it all right oh
0: so true it's, it's like the sign the sign of an expert is somebody who's willing to say you know the limits of their knowledge and that they don't know they don't know something. And I guess
1: sorry, two charges. I forgot to mention, which I should mention in this podcast, we have one for arthritis. We have one for rheumatoid arthritis and we have one for psoriatic Uh, psoriatic arthritis. That's it.
0: Psoriatic
1: arthritis. So we have three. Oh, that's great. Okay.
0: I was good. Yeah. I was that flitted for my brain and then just flitted right out. So yeah. Thank you for specifying, Mm -hmm. specifying that. I think it would be great. I mean, And it's not just for children, but I do think it would be great for like a newly diagnosed, you know, child as well to feel that kind of, again, making this invisible, often invisible condition, more concrete and something you can share, you know, to, to show friends and family and and teachers and others. So I I really love it. And then, um, (laughs) so both of us do a lot of social media video and we've already kind of touched on social media before but i'm just curious like what have some of what are some of the responses you've gotten um to your videos and what are some of the things that you i guess highlights and lowlights because i know social media is a double-edged sword right it's like so many good and so many bad things
1: yeah literally this morning i was like having a whole discussion with somebody who didn't agree with what i said publicly i'm like I really don't care about your opinion because this is my personal experience. I am a very like secure person. Some people may perceive me as arrogant because I know what I want and I'm not scared to say so, and nobody's going to sway my opinion. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. I was actually saying uh, in uh, on TikTok, I posted a video yesterday that also like thirty thousand people saw it's always the the videos that you don't think are going to be interesting that then blow up on like this. Okay, whatever. And I say in there that um, I had all these symptoms and, you know, they weren't diagnosed, all the story in the book. And in the end, it turned out I had Hashimoto's disease and also H. pylori overgrowth, this bacterial overgrowth, but it was Mm -hmm. so bad that it almost killed me. And by the time they found it out, I got the triple therapy with the three different antibiotics that you have to take for three weeks. That was so hard on my body. The first night I thought I was going to die. Literally, I thought I was going to die. It was super bad. Um, And it didn't completely clear the H. pylori. And then my nurse practitioner, she put me on essential oils. And in the end, the essential oils, of course, the the antibiotics helped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it didn't completely cure me. And in the end, the essential oils did. And I mentioned the brand. And they were like, this brand is an MLM. I'm like, I don't sell this brand. I Like, you cannot buy it from me. I'm not trying to promote anything i'm just telling you what i did and which brand i used if you don't want to use it that's completely fine and they're like you don't know what they did so i thought you know always wanting to learn maybe this company did something really bad that i didn't know about and now i don't (laughs) want to support them so i'm like i'm sorry like what did they do and she's like no they're saying they can cure people and it's an mlm i'm like okay that's not a a debate or a discussion (laughs) It worked for me, uh, right? you're sharing actually, your
0: personal. Yeah. yeah you're not saying, like, because it worked for me, you all need to go take it. Like no, you're, not, you're just sharing not. what worked for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I also mentioned that I'm like, just mentioning what worked for me. If it doesn't work for you, that's great. If you don't like the company, by all means, don't use it. You cannot buy this stuff from me. Well, you probably could, cause I have an account, but I have no interest in selling. This is not what I do. I have no interest in selling this. People have asked me to buy this. I'm like, I don't. That's not what I do. I don't sell oils. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person was really. And we were like messaging back and forth. And in the end, right before hopping onto this call, I made a video. So let's see what the reaction is going to be when I come back. Because it was a little bit sassy.
0: Uh, I know that's something that I am like a recovering people pleaser, but still definitely a people pleaser. So yeah, I think that's been, suffer one of the, from that. <laughs> I know I'm like, tell me your secret, but I also like, yeah, it's, it's everyone's personalities are different, you know, and you can even tell it in childhood. Some people care more about what their classmates think of them. And some are just like, I know who I am and I'm just confident. Like, were you always like that?
1: Um, to a degree. So I've always been like the ringleader. Mm -hmm. But when I just started on not only in this community, but before this, I had like an an online, how to grow your uh, online presence back in 2013, like company for a few years. And I was very new. And I did like my first webinar. And some of the the big boys from the industry, this was all in Dutch, they took my video, put it on this hate forum. And then all of like the big names, you know, all the people you look up to when you're in a certain world were bad mouthing me. And it was like my first webinar and it really completely crushed me. So I could have done two things. Again, I could have shrunk in a corner and never showed my face again, which the first day I wanted to do. And then the second day I'm like, F you, I'm going to be so big. you. Okay, so one of the big boys that was bashing me, and he personally doesn't know that I know this because I was not in this forum. Somebody sent me screenshots. He is the one who helped me set up the t-shirt thing. (laughs) So I said friend. Mm. He was just like somebody in the same circles and he helped me set up this whole thing. And it's such an internal like big win Maybe I should tell him Uh, because we're good now, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he knows. Well, it's like, let let your haters be your motivators. (laughs) Like, I think exactly. So I had to really, really get a thick skin. And it's been years of every time somebody puts something and I've had really bad negative things happen online, like extremely the first time that I had this 3000 people Facebook group. And I put my idea in them that is now called the mystery grab bag for like 20 something dollars a month, you can subscribe to the shop and every month you get a surprise product so I wanted to launch that so before going to bed I put in this group, I want to make this, you know, uh, membership that if you pay 15 or $20 you get something. I wake up to utter chaos. Half of the people unfollowed me because now I'm extorting disabled people. It was an enormous big thing mm. that they made whole hate groups like don't follow the uncharitable. I'm like, oh, because
0: Because okay. w- was, was money involved earlier? Was it just the t-shirts no. were the money? Well, but it was then there just
1: was the t-shirts first and I just wanted to do a, like a t-shirt membership. But first of all, maybe I didn't word it well enough. And second of all, people felt left out. So I put in the text like kind of like a VIP section and they're like, oh, very important person, you know, so we're going to be discarded because we're poor. No, that was not what I said. So throughout all mm-hmm. these experiences, you know, it was crushing, but I had to choose every time, am I going to have this break me or am I going to like rise above, make something better? I took a whole year before I launched that. I was so nervous the next time. Mm-hmm. And the next time people loved it. And I sold like 80 memberships and I'm like, but last year I was crucified for this thing. That's,
0: you know, I think that's not, I've struggled with this as like also a chronically ill, you know, entrepreneur. It's, it's hard when you add money into the mix. Like you're trying, you're, you have a platform where you're providing a lot of free education, empowerment. Like both of us are doing that part. Right. And, and you're, you have a lot of resources for people and then in a, you know, free community, like ways to connect to you online. But then you have a, level where people can invest, you know, monetarily and then get more because, you know, we have, to, I feel like so conflicted sometimes. Cause I'm like, I want, on the one hand, I want to value, I value my time and I value my expertise. And I think that there is a monetary value to some of the products I've done. Obviously that's why I'm, you know, have a monetary value to them. On the other hand, I do feel like I, I feel obviously sympathy for people who can't afford it. And, but I think the, the happy medium is just to provide, you know, I, like I do provide sometimes like need-based discounts, you know, right. But you can't expect everyone to work for
1: free, you know, also. So I don't know yes. it's hard what it's I have done in that aspect. So in the beginning, people would ask me, oh, this is not a nonprofit. It's a for-profit. Who's yes. the profit for? I'm like me, me, I'm the good cause. Like I'm a disabled single, you know, mom, trying to provide for me who is not getting any disability or government assistance while raising my daughter alone not anymore mm-hmm. but back then I'm like yeah. the profits for me if that cause is not good enough I'll well, take your money to Greenpeace and give it to their CEO right this money goes directly to me
0: uh that is so, you're so confident I'm like please help <laughs> make <Sorry>. me confident. <laughs> because, no because you're worth it. no it's true it's it, there I kind of touched on this in episode 50 where it was like celebrating 50 episodes. And I kind of explained why is Arthritis Life a a company, like an LLC, not a nonprofit and, you know, not bashing nonprofits at all, but people make a lot of money in, non- in nonprofits too. It's not like everyone works for free in nonprofits. No. You know, it's, it's not so simple to say like all nonprofits are good and all companies where people make money are, are evil. Like, you know, so, um, anyway, like little and nonprofits soapbox.
1: are needy, not even paying
0: taxes. We make money well, and we and pay our pay taxes. Tax. And that, yeah, there's a, the, I think what's interesting, you mentioned that it's the tra- there's a transaction that's very direct. Like, so for me, I have a, an, you know, a support group and an educational, you know, products that I say, if you want to benefit from this, if you give me the money. Cause I created it and I facilitate it. And then I provide the service to you. And it's it's a one-to-one versus like soliciting donations. It's not better or worse. It's just like people donate, like, you know, for specific events for these, you know, the foundations and then pharma companies donate and then, you know, individuals donate. And there's like this big, there's a, there's not a one-to-one relationship right between who pays the money and who benefits. And again, obviously a lot of disabled, you know, people cannot afford certain things. And so that's where it becomes challenging. But I think for, for me, it's like, there is something like when people have skin in the game, like I'm investing in your program, you know, then they actually, they've even said that to me though. Like I know that I wanted to come to the meetings for room to thrive because I knew that I had like invested in it. And so, so it's, yeah. And I, but I think like something that I, I definitely can tell, I struggle more than you do with like wanting everyone to, I just want like gold stars. I want to like put a video out and everyone to be like, that's so true. You're so right. And then, and then it's hard. Like, so how, I guess I'm trying to also anticipate like what, how the audience might be feeling. I think a lot of people struggle to take, to figure, figure out how to take negative feedback online. You know, like when someone comments, like I literally just got one the other day, I just shared some Insta stories. It's just like, maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe it's hard because you're literally like, maybe it's hard to use the candle because you're doing it wrong. Like, Oh, I couldn't possibly be my joint condition. It's probably just that I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. That's not, that's not even a troll. That's just someone who's just kind of like, you know, but how, how do you, do you have any advice for people who are nervous to speak up online or nervous or worried about like negative feedback? Like how, how, how can they be more confident like you?
1: (laughs) First of all, you will get negative feedback 100%. So if you are not okay with receiving negative feedback, do not put anything out there because it can be super harsh and you can get crushed. And I have known people that started things and literally stopped because of the negative backlash. Secondly, you have to be speak, be true to yourself. So if this is 100% true for you and you are 100% certain that you stand behind this idea, this, you know, product, this, whatever it can be, then when you get the feedback to me personally, when I get negative feedback, but I don't feel there's any truth in it, I don't really feel affected, but when I feel like there is some truth in it, it hits me to my core. And there was one more thing I wanted to say, if my brain will let me, (laughs) like I got a good one and then it went away again. Oh, (laughs) Oh, right. I remember hurt people, hurt people, right? Yes. Sick people are, they're alone in their bed their whole world is social media they see me go on a hike because you know i had that one good day and i posted it and then i didn't post anything outside of my bed for three months and they think that i can do all the things and then i sell a t-shirt and i am like but you're not really sick you look fine you went on that hike last august and now you're trying to sell me these t-shirts i have learned that the way people react has to do with their situation it has nothing to do with your situation really nothing and the people that scream the loudest want your stuff the most it means that they want it but they cannot have it and that makes them upset and they lash out at you
0: Hmm. let's yeah that's so true and the the quote that comes to mind I'm, i'm like a quote collector but you know i think it's eleanor roosevelt like no one can make you feel inferior without your consent you exactly. know, someone like That's someone so like,
1: good.
0: yeah, I love that. I say that to myself all the time. And it's like, you know, I did a jar opener video and someone's like, you're weak. And I'm just like, okay. Like I, you can't, yes, your feelings don't affect me. Cause like, I don't, yeah. Like I don't really care, I, but, I, I never jars. was like, yeah, when the I'm carrots. 40 now, if I had, yeah, if I had started that when I was 20, it would have been a lot harder for me, you know? it's, oh, it's
1: yes. I also it's started actually- in my thirties. Like I'm turning yeah. 39 in a few days and it's very much easier to like, take the yeah. hit then in your twenties. Yeah. My
0: gosh, I'm older than you. That's why Cause you seem older and wiser than me in my head. <laughs> I mean, just by like, a, I thought you were like well, a year older than me because you're very wise in the world No, But um, like, I think, I don't know if it's a cultural thing too. Like I'm just trying to, cause I have two cousins that, and my, and my aunt who lived in Holland um, for the long time and, and they're very confident too. So maybe there's a, I don't know, but I think it's more of an individual personality thing, but yeah, I think those are, those are really, really great tips. And you know, there's a difference between like, for, for people who might be wanting to share their voice online, you know, there, you know, no one can argue with your story. Like, you said, like your story is your story. They might think that your conclusions that you're drawing from your story maybe aren't correct. Right. Like someone might say like, I did this diet and my symptoms got a lot better. Like that's their story. No one can argue with that. Right but they might mm-hmm. then say like, they might draw a conclusion from that. Like, therefore, if everyone with my condition does this diet, they will all feel better just like I did. I'm like, I can, I, as a responder can take issue with the, with the conclusion they drew from their story, but I can never argue with their story. Like that's their story. You know what I mean? So kind of in your mind, like separating what's your truth and your story from the conclusions you're making from it. Like that's, that's been helpful for me.
1: People um, do argue with the story though.
0: Oh yeah. oh, don't, <laughs> don't argue with anything. Yeah. had so funny. I know that's actually been the best exposure therapy for me because again, as a people pleaser, it, it, I learned really quick. I have, I can choose. Yeah. Like you said, I can choose t- if I don't, if I want to avoid criticism, if that's the most important thing, I should do nothing. Like do make yes. no videos and put nothing out there and do nothing because you know, that's the only way to avoid it. And so there's this other great quote and this is my last quote I'll say. Uh, but I have it on my Instagram too like Albert Hubbard said like to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. And I'm like the cost even though I am so driven to have gold stars and like happy feedback and like smileys from everyone, it is more important to me to do something meaningful in the world than it is to have positive feedback. And that was a hard thing for me to come to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is hard. Like I sound like it It all doesn't affect me, but of course it does. And specifically in the beginning, it was so much harder than it is now. It's like yeah. you do either grow a thick skin or just fold.
0: Yeah. And you can also take seasons, you know, to come in and out. Like I've known people who've, they've been really active for a while. And then they've said, you know, I need to step back for the next yes. you know, few months or a year and say like, I need to reconnect with other things in my life. And then they come back with like a refreshed perspective. So there's many different ways to do it. But before, before we wrap it up, I wanted to make sure to to ask, this is just one of my favorite questions to ask people is um, if you have any advice for newly diagnosed people with just any chronic health condition, (laughs) I was going to say, you know, for, it'd be like with your specific conditions or just in general, because that newly diagnosed period can be so rough,
1: right? So when you're searching for a diagnosis, that is all you can see. And you're like, when I get my diagnosis, then I'll get a treatment and then I'll feel better. Then you have your diagnosis and maybe there are no treatments, or maybe the treatment they're prescribing is not helping. And You feel lost because you were striving for that goal of being diagnosed. Now you're diagnosed and you're kind of, your goal has been lost. And you're like, am I going to feel like this forever? It is a very unsettling stage to be newly diagnosed. My advice would be just, you know, feel your feelings, go to support groups, talk with others and know that, acceptance will come like in the years you will learn to live and manage your symptoms and you will find a way to hopefully feel much better but if not just manage it
0: yeah I love that I love that it took me so long to to get to the feel my feeling stage because I was like oh, again <laughs> this like i had this bias towards i only want to feel happy so like i need to figure out how to like control my disease so i just feel happy all the time and it's like oh that's not sustainable or possible for anyone regardless if they have a health condition like no one feels happy
1: all the time this is actually how the community grew with me cuz right in the beginning my main thing was getting diagnosed because that's what was happening in my life Then I was diagnosed. And I was like, okay, so everybody lists their diagnosis, you know, because that's where I was in my life again. And that's very much the unchargeables. The chargeables is the next step. It's like living with your condition in the best possible way, trying to find inspiration, laughs, entertainment, manage, you know, um, Cause that's where I am at now. So right. it kind of evolved with my I personal situation.
0: No, that's so, that's so beautiful. It's totally like the way I, I I'm very visual. So like the way I'm, I'm, I see it is it's like, you're on this road. That's like, you're walking on this road. That's like your life path. Right. And there's this giant, like barrier in the middle of the road. And that's like your diagnosis initially. And you see it as like, I can't keep going down the road until I remove this barrier. Right. Let's say the barrier is like, I don't know, a big, like a, a fence or something. This is going to, this metaphor is going to get really weird, but, um, and then you're like, okay, I have to like chop down the fence. and Like, it just keeps growing back. Like it's not going away. Like but then you realize I could just like carry this fence with me. <laughs> so that, that, that's where the metaphor breaks down, but it's like, you know, you can take it with you. Like, you're like, this is part of me but I can still move down the road with it. You know, I can adjust and adapt. I can create like a cool little backpack that like I, allows me to like carry it, you know, but it, the more that you see your diagnosis to me as the enemy, as the thing you need to fight. And that's like, then you're, you're missing out the whole rest of the road is there. That's like your life, you know? And so you are missing out on the opportunities that are there with your condition, as opposed to just thinking, I have to make it go away, you know? So that's kind of like my rallying cry.
1: <laughs> this is I why that. I use the words, I live with something. I can live with fatigue because it's it's yes. separate from me. I don't have fatigue because it cannot go away if I have it.
0: Mm-hmm. My personal
1: choice of why I changed oh, I the wording. That.
0: I love it. Yeah, I used to say my tagline was like, learn to live a full life despite arthritis. And then I, I've changed it to learn to live a full life with arthritis. Yes. So yeah, we're like, we're like over here. Yeah. But it's true. The words that we say, the words that we say impact our, our mental health a lot. So this, this is a great note to end on. I'm just really appreciative. I know how extremely busy you are with all of your projects. Like, so I really appreciate it. Oh, and I I've putting in the show notes, all of your uh, links to your Instagram and Facebook, TikTok, and your shop. But can you just tell everyone your um your handles out loud? Or I, I can say them too if you don't have them memorized. Uh, mine yeah, are all so it's
1: it's all the unchargeables, but it's written mm-hmm. with like EA, <laughs> unchargeables, oh, yes. yeah. Um, yes. So that's everywhere. Um, and then on Instagram, I am, we are the chargeables because the first mm-hmm. one got banned. And on Facebook, I'm the chargeables. Uh, on TikTok, so I'm the unchargeables by Natalie. And on YouTube also, the unchargeables by Natalie.
0: Awesome. Okay. Um, I will definitely, I'm putting those in the show notes and I just appreciate your time again. Thank you so much for coming on the arthritis. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, a membership and support community where you'll learn how to develop your own Thrive toolbox so you can live a full life despite your rheumatic disease or chronic illness. Learn more in the show notes or by going to www.myarthritislife.net. You can also connect with me on my social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Check out the links in the show notes.